Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. This episode is brought to you by Auto Trader. Look around. What do you see? Cars. Lots of them. And guess what? They're probably on Auto Trader. Whether you're into timeless classics or the latest trends, if you see it on the road, you can likely find it on Auto Trader. New, used, electric, and one day, maybe even flying cars. See a car? Find it on Auto Trader. Visit autotrader.com to learn more. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2893 The Little Known Happiness Curve by Ryan Frederick of Here.life. And I'm Justin Mollick. We're going to get right to it today and start optimizing your life. The Little-Known Happiness Curve by Ryan Frederick of Here.Life The U-Shaped Happiness Curve I'm a longtime subscriber of The Economist magazine. I've never come close to reading the magazine cover to cover, but invariably, there's something that I read that surprises me and makes me wonder why I didn't know about it sooner. Such was the case in 2010 when it ran an article entitled The U-Bend of Life why beyond middle age, people get happier as they get older. The article made a strong case for the fact that people after midlife get happier over time and often reach a point where their happiness or self-reported life satisfaction exceeds all other periods of their life, including their youth. Journalist Jonathan Rauch tackles this subject in his excellent book, The Happiness Curve, Why Life Gets Better After 50. Substantial research has been conducted on U-shaped happiness in the decades since The Economist article, and Rauch does a superb job of summarizing it. In short, based on research from economists to psychologists to neurologists and others, the U-shaped happiness curve is real. It's observed across many cultures and countries and persists even after screening for income, gender, education, employment, marriage, and health, among others. The Economist was one of the first mainstream publications to highlight an important fact that few of us know. We're wired to be somewhat dissatisfied with our lives at midlife, but also to be happier afterwards. This fact even fools our intuition along the way to deepen the disappointments and heighten later surprises. Not midlife crisis so much as a midlife malaise. Rauch is quick to point out that the U-shaped happiness curve is a tendency, not a path that all follow. A precious few may experience a general upward trajectory or consistent high level of life satisfaction over their life. Others, sadly, may be persistently in a low state of life satisfaction or experience a general downward trend over their life. Nonetheless, most of us are likely to experience a curve that follows the U-shaped trajectory, which includes a midlife dip. The notion of a midlife crisis was first introduced in the mid-60s and, of course, is now a common reference in our popular culture. However, when the psychoanalyst Elliot Jacks introduced the concept, it was before the research we have available today. The reality is that many of us face a dip or malaise, but very few of us have a true crisis. Researchers, including economist Hans Schwant of Germany, explain this dip as a mismatch of our expectations and reality. When we're younger, we expect our life satisfaction to be higher 
than we ultimately experience. This is often true for those that achieve many of their early life goals. People are expecting greater satisfaction at the top of the mountain than they receive, as well as the group that falls short. And part of this is explained by what economists call the hedonic treadmill, the idea that each new achievement just begets a new target with no lasting satisfaction achieved in reaching a given goal. Surprised by joy beyond midlife. Now on the flip side, we expect our life satisfaction beyond midlife to decrease, and we're joyfully surprised that it often goes up. Researchers have a number of theories for this. Dr. Laura Carstensen, director of the Stanford Center of Longevity and frequent reference in Smart Living 360 blogs, is a world expert in this domain. Dr. Carstensen's research indicates that people who are past midlife often have lower stress, improved emotional regulation, less regret, and a general sense of positivity and content for their lives. Indeed, these themes are echoed by one of the most popular articles in the New York Times for the month of January, The Joy of Being a Woman in Her 70s. The author, a clinical psychologist, highlights the benefits of aging, including the increasing life satisfaction she and her peer group are experiencing. These sentiments are echoed by many of the 600 reader comments. The sense of greater joy and life satisfaction beyond midlife as a general tendency shows up in the mounds of research and many personal stories. Role of place and the happiness curve. Another surprising insight from the latest research of the happiness curve is the influence of place. For example, some countries are happier than others. For example, the average United States citizen is far happier than his Russian counterpart. However, happier countries also have a better happiness curve. For happier countries, the midlife happens earlier and increase in life satisfaction following the turning point is steeper. This is revealed in comparing the curves of the United States and Russia. Sadly, in the case of Russia, the average person does not live long enough to make it beyond the midlife trough. What to do about it? So if you're approaching or in midlife, there are some things you can do according to Rauch. First, if you have a feeling of malaise, recognize that this is normal. And second, don't be afraid to share that feeling with peers. Odds are they're probably going through a similar feeling even if the magnitude and timing is different. Third, it's helpful to connect with those that are older than you as they might have already experienced the curve. Perhaps the most effective strategy is simply to wait. In this case, the research strongly suggests that circumstances will change with time. If you're beyond midlife, embrace the stage. Don't fear it or run from it. Identify ways to amplify the alignment of your time and actions with your values. Opportunities for finding greater purpose are ample. Where you live matters. As implied with the US and Russia comparison, place matters. Whether in midlife or beyond, look for environments that help you thrive. In either stage, social connection is critical. Be thoughtful to make sure you're at the right place in your time. Don't miss the good news, an opportunity for even longer life satisfaction. As longevity increases, one of the exciting opportunities is that these extra years may be added to a stage where life satisfaction is already high. It's for this reason, especially if we are healthy and have planned appropriately, that longevity can be a very good thing for us individually and collectively, especially if more of us 
focus on the greater good. But it starts with a change of mindset and a willingness to embrace the joy. My mother claimed she was 38 years old for 15 years. She didn't want to face midlife. Now in her 70s, her attitude towards age has changed, even if slightly. She's thriving and is inspired by people successfully aging decades older. I hope more of us can see the positive side of aging for stages 50 and beyond. The U-shaped happiness curve suggests we will be happier regardless. You just listened to the post titled The Little Known Happiness Curve by Ryan Frederick of Here.Life. One of the best things you can do for your kids is to teach them how to manage money. And this should be started when they're little. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, Go Henry by Acorns, the smart debit card and learning app for kids six to 18. Go Henry helps kids learn about all things money, earning, spending, saving, budgeting, and so much more. You can even track their chores and pay their allowance right in the Go Henry app. And with their Go Henry debit card, they can put their skills to use in the real world. Plus, parents can set spend limits and get real-time notifications whenever their kids use their cards. I seriously wish I had this as a kid. I had to learn about money the hard way as an adult. If my parents had set me up with Go Henry as a kid, learning to adult would have been so much easier. Set your kids up for success and get started today at gohenry.com old. Terms and conditions apply. Renews from $4.99 per month, unless canceled. Jeff, why am I always out? Ludicrous, did you say play rollout? What? No, Jeff, order more. Finding directions to nearest diamond store. Shop for Jeff. Hip hop for kids. Buy Jeff peanut butter. Got it. Adding Jeff to your cart. Yeah, now we're talking. Jiff Peanut Butter. It's that Jiffing good. Ludacris confused his voice assistant for it. Thank you to Ryan. I kept getting reminded of the opposite shape, the upside-down U-shaped curve that we hear about in economics when it comes to money and happiness. That is, when you get your first tens of thousands of dollars, your utility or value gained from each dollar is positive. The graph goes up as you get more money. But when you reach a certain point, say like making $100,000 a year or so, after that, every extra dollar ends up having the opposite effect. Similar to the happiness curve against age that we heard in today's article, the money one has been researched plenty and whether we want to admit it or not, more money won't bring more happiness. We probably all know that deep down, but sometimes we forget, so it's a nice reminder. But this one is the opposite and probably goes hand in hand with the money argument. In our middle age, we're desperately trying to make more money and achieve more goals. All the while, each dollar is giving us smaller and smaller benefits. Not surprisingly, we tend to become less happy. Only after do we likely move our focus away from the dollar and more towards the most important things in life, like our social connections and our actual time. But it's my hope that articles like these can give us a little jumpstart in that and hopefully not hit a true midlife crisis. Or if we're past that age already, well, that we best decide what we'd like to do with our time. But that should do it for today and the time here on OLD. Thank you for spending your valuable time with me. I hope this podcast can help you take a step in the right direction today. 
Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.